0: Hello you, welcome back to What the Fuck Are You Doing? This is part two of my chat with Sim, aka The Spiritual Bogan, where we are reviewing our January and February of 2019. So let's jump straight in. How can you be more, even more present next month?
1: Okay. So this might be a little bit off topic, but I've, this is really, really important to me at the moment. Yep. Like, because I'm finding it, very like a little bit worrying how much I'm enjoying my solitude and online presence sometimes more than my real life Mm. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and reality
3: so like not in the sense that
1: I you know am always choosing to be online as opposed to having real life interactions I'm still I'm still really social I still see a lot of people I still go out for coffee I still um go to the beach with friends whatever like that's still actively happening but I do have to say that like the level of enjoyment I got from being away by myself and having pretty much only an online presence socially yep. was really daunting to me.
3: Right, That's interesting. Or
1: concerning.
3: It is interesting, isn't it? Mm.
1: Because, like, I think you know, I got really inspired and really back into my writing and really got back into. Like documenting and the taking pictures and getting creative with my posts and you know, I think I got a taste of what my that life would be like if I was just on the move all the time. That but in a sense in a like in another way, even though that was happening to one extreme, I was super present in other ways. Like because I was Everything was new. I was experiencing things for the first time. So I was really heavily engaged. Yep. Interesting, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So I think maybe it and is... And that's
1: our society, isn't it?
0: Well, I think maybe it's choosing um where your attention goes. So choosing what you are being present to. Like, there's no point... You know, everyone says get off social media. Like, you know, if you're looking at your phone, you're disconnected. But if you're off your phone but getting zero from what's happening around you, then I see nothing wrong with finding that online and being Mm -hmm. online as opposed to being where you are in the physical world. I guess
1: it's the beauty of having online, isn't
0: it? That's it. It's another way to find your... You know, find your community or your tribe. So, I suppose it's being, um, yeah, just being aware of when the times are when you should be present in what's actually around you and the people that are around you. And then when you, it is okay to disconnect from, in inverted commas, the real world and be digital. So, I mean, maybe that was why you enjoyed it so much is that you realised that you could still have that um, connection or like feel like you were getting what you needed from being an online persona while actually being by yourself. Alone. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you're spot on with that. I think it's like I didn't feel alone because I was sort of constantly engaged if I wanted to be.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And that's, and that's what makes all the difference, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: And I
2: think, you know,
1: like, and that's, and that's, I think that's important to note as well. Would I have enjoyed or even dared to or even wanted to be on that holiday if I had, would I have gotten the same thing out of it if I hadn't have had that online presence to go back to during those times, down times?
0: Now, that is a good question, isn't it?
3: Very interesting.
0: So, I mean, that would be an experiment in itself. Like, can you go and do a week's trip where you don't take your phone? You know, you can take a camera. but.
1: Well, I don't think I can do, like, a day trip without it, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> like, well, yeah. No, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. Like, if I could take photos and stuff, because that's the thing, isn't it? Like, when I was overseas, like, there was, you know, huge chunks of the trip that you don't have access to Wi-Fi or you have to go in search of it and then it's only temporary and then you're off again and you don't yeah. have Wi-Fi. And, um, but, like, the entire duration, I'm not sure anymore. I don't know what it's like to not have it anymore,
0: you yeah. know? Yeah. And I think, so even what if What do you,
1: you think? Well, do you think you could?
3: I,
0: I would go, like I'm just thinking of when I was in France and I didn't make a huge point of putting everything online. Like I, I, I still have a lot of resistance to sharing on Facebook and stuff like that. So, mm. um, at least in real time, like I'm fine with sharing videos that I made a year ago for some reason, but I have this real like resistance to like sharing live. You know, this no, is. No, I, I get that. I, um, but so what was interesting for me is that I've known I enjoy my own company. So when I took myself to France, <clears throat> I was deliberately in the middle of like, um, isolated. Like I knew that there was no neighbors there that I was not living with anyone else. I was four kilometers away from the nearest village. Um, and I did, you know, I had internet, but. I was I was fine with that I was just going to fully you know go insular and work on what I wanted to work on and I did I fucking loved it until four and a half weeks in and I just found myself like I was just going crazy like I needed that real interaction like I was still speaking to Mm. friends online and you know me and you even spoke um so I still had that on online (laughs) kind of interaction i, feel yeah, like I needed you think, the, yeah the, i needed the personal like face to face so you know that was an interesting thing for me because i always assumed that i was fine just having the online and being by myself um
2: mm. but
0: yeah you know it it was just it was affirming to me that i do need friends and family and people that are close to me in my life on occasion <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's good though, and it's all all attributes. Like I, you know, the more you know yourself, like the better ability you have to create a life you genuinely love. That comes from authenticity and that comes from truth. So yeah. I think it's it's hugely valuable to gain these insights because I know like. You know, there's so many people that say to so many people, like, get off your phone or you spend too much time on your phone. But it's like, you know, like, if that person's developing and growing and that's an aspect of of enjoyment or a source of, you know, like, that they get, like, why? Why should they get off their phone, you know? Like, why?
0: Yeah. Yep, yep. I absolutely yeah, agree with that. Like you don't know you know, like when people tell me like, Oh, you spend too much it's like you don't know what I'm doing on my phone. Like I watch a lot of um videos where I'm learning. So like
1: Yeah, that's
0: you know, you're sat here yeah, watching telly just like channel surfing, and you're telling me to get off my phone like what to watch yeah, shit TV. Exactly. Like,
1: that's the hypocrisy that frustrates me and I find that it happens a lot. Yeah. It happens a lot and it's like, you know, I'd rather my, like, self-development videos or, like, courses or my self-development books or e-readers and stuff as opposed to watching Dancing with the Stars like, <laughs> or sitting that. there having a conversation with somebody bitching about other people, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I'd rather be on my phone, like... Exposing myself to the material that I want to, like, and I think that's really, that's something that, like, I've found really triggers me. It's like, no, I won't get off my phone to engage in whatever activity you want me to. Yeah. Because it doesn't serve me. I don't, like, it's not always, like, obviously. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, there are times when you catch yourself, <laughs> like I've um
1: yeah absolutely, I absolutely take the piss as well <laughs> and procrastinate and mindlessly scroll and yeah, yeah, it is interesting though it's a whole new world as to what it gives you and what it doesn't give you absolutely,
0: I am um, my latest realization like i yeah as you know, I've been trying to wean myself off um social media as just a pointless scrolling exercise um mm-hmm. and it's worked for the most part but then uh, there are times when i find myself so like i've adjusted it now to um to not be social media but to just be anything with a news feed with a, like an endless feed so whether that's instagram mm. um, facebook you know any of the new sites because that's the other thing i was doing is i was just i wasn't on social media close, but then i was yeah. just clicking through whatever whether it was a news site whether it was buzzfeed whether it was you know as long as i wasn't on social media then i was i was okay but mm. it was still just fucking mindless clicking and scrolling so yeah but just that's
1: interesting though isn't mm. it so have you set yourself a new criteria or a new set of rules about what what you can access then or is it just
0: 100% is that so now when I wake up so I um charge my phone in separate rooms so like I don't I don't wake up and look at my notifications to see what phone um you know what's going on there but there obviously there are certain things I need to make sure you know that no one's contacted me because they're having trouble with their website or any of my clients are having an emergency. So yeah. I have, yeah, my rule as it's refined so far is that I can go on and I can check check my email and I can check Facebook Messenger. So I actually do that on my computer um, yeah, because I've blocked the Facebook news feed on my computer. So I can only see messages. And then if there's no messages, I'll just close that straight away. With emails, I'll read if there's nothing, if there's no emergency, then I again, close it straight away or don't reply to any other non-urgent emails. It's just a check for emergencies. Mm-hmm. If there's none, then it goes. And so quite often my phone doesn't get taken out of airplane mode until, you know, like after midday, one o'clock in the afternoon when I've actually, after I've checked my messages, then I've then gone and done all my, um, my most important tasks for the day. Um,
3: yeah. So, yeah, this. that's,
0: that's how I've, that's how I'm kind of managing things at the moment. And then, yeah, part of that is nothing with the newsfeed. So I can check my messages, but I'm not allowed to open anything that has a newsfeed.
1: Mm.
0: And then that I've found is like giving me back the time.
1: Um, revolutionary isn't it really
0: yeah because you know it's one of those things it's it like it's one of it, one of the things i bring awareness to is that when i do find myself scrolling anything whether it's social media or buzzfeed then it's because i'm trying to avoid something so i now know that if i catch myself and i've been scrolling for 45 minutes it's like hold on what am i what am i meant to yeah. be doing right now like this you know i'm I'm checking out right now. So it's It's another one of my things I've brought awareness to recently.
3: Interesting. Very mm. interesting.
1: I like this. I like this. I'm going to play around with this. I'm going to I, – because I definitely think it would benefit me, like, hugely, in the sense that it would force me to be creative and – and more focused on my, my daily rituals and my, hopefully maintaining, cause I, one of the biggest things about my week away that I absolutely loved was, um, the morning ritual of going somewhere, getting coffee and writing on my laptop.
2: Yep.
1: It's something that I definitely want to maintain. But um, I found that, you know, the couple of days since I've got back and I've just, you know, gotten back into the routine of like waking up and checking my phone and I guess there was an urgency because I was on a, you know, limited time while I was away to do the things that I wanted to do.
2: Yeah.
1: And obviously while I was away, I felt like I had things to write about because different things were happening. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that I think that also s- sparks some inspiration, but I really love that idea of having rules around what I access on the phone.
0: Yeah, yeah, and
1: at certain times of the day.
0: Yeah, and the phone, like the reason I keep it in airplane mode, I suppose, is because it—the whole purpose of it—is to. You know, flood you with information and all the apps. You know, and every app does a different thing, and it's all exciting if you get a notification from a different app. So that's been part of why I have kept it in airplane mode until I've achieved some stuff. Um, mm. So I mean, that could be something to try for you: is that you do charge your phone in a different room, get yourself an alarm clock if you need to. Um, because then the other thing I realized is I don't miss it. Like I get up, I do my rituals. And then if I have a task, so yours would be go and write, go and get coffee and write something on your laptop. Go and do that. And you'll be surprised at how quickly you fall out of the habit of needing to check your phone. And it is, don't get me wrong, mm. it's still exciting when I go to my phone at one o'clock in the afternoon and i turn off airplane mode there is that part of me that's like come on like let's let's have something exciting come through (laughs) you know so you still get that dopamine rush
2: yeah
0: you know like i'm set up for the day so this is the other thing is like if you don't give yourself that time in the morning you're allowing whatever comes through your phone to dictate what you're going to think about that day or Um, distract you um
1: Mm, that's very true yeah i like this
0: whereas if you you choose what you do with that morning and um i mean this would be a good time you mentioned it earlier that how important your rituals are so like let's both let's both talk about what is your exact ritual in the morning
1: yeah we'll see that's this is what this is what I was establishing and what I was sort of really enjoying getting creative with, yep. but I find, um, you know, obviously there's factors with the, around my shift work and stuff. Yep. that is So like I can get into a routine for a few days and then I get thrown back out of it and then I find it really difficult to reestablish. So, you know, a lot of mine is just about finding a rock-solid order and a rock solid and just really cementing that so that even if I do get thrown out of it, it's easy to just pick back up again. So I haven't, but um, ideally, or what what I was sort of doing was um, waking up. I think it's not so much, the thing that throws me out the most is what time I wake up. Mm. It's not what shift I do. It's what, what then those shifts then cause me to wake up at. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: hundred percent, and, yeah, I can totally relate. I'm, yeah. I'm far more inclined to do every single one of my morning rituals if I wake up at 8 a.m. compared exactly. to if I wake up at 11 a.m., because I'm like – That's
1: exactly right. I
0: feel the urgency to get into the day, even though – Yeah, yeah. Even though 100%. I'm not going to be as productive that day if I don't do my rituals. So actually that's one of my 100%. most recent realizations is to still religiously do those rituals in the morning, regardless yeah. of what time I wake up. So, yeah, so on your ideal day then, what would be your process?
3: So, um,
1: ideally at an absolute optimum level, like what I loved about Um, camping last week was going to sleep with the sun, waking up with the sun. So I'd love to get up around five or six each morning. Yep. um, Meditate straight away. The first thing I do is sit bolt upright, set a timer, and meditate for 20 minutes. Yep. And then I launch into my other rituals. So affirmations. Mm Mm-hmm. I've got a list of affirmations. I've got a like a a um I guess a prayer that I recite from the uh Golden Sequence book. Yep. Um.
0: Are your, can I just ask you, your affirmations are they ones? Do you write them out every morning, or are they ones you have written and you no, repeat I've, in your head?
1: Yep. Yep. So they're ones that I have written in the front of my journal. So I just open that up every morning after I meditate and I read them out three times. Okay. Like I recite them three times the same list every morning.
2: Yep.
1: Um so I've got those affirmations and then I say that prayer. So it's life is life is sacred. Love is our nature. Wisdom is our power. Fulfillment is our purpose. Yep. Recite that three times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I do a gratitude practice, so say think three things that I'm grateful for, and then I stream of consciousness I'll write a journal or just jot down what I did the day before or document yep
0: yeah. and does that have um, to be any certain length or is it just what comes into mind until you've,
1: you've no it doesn't matter is yours a certain length
0: no it it originally started as three packages. Like once I get to three pages, then I'd be done. But now it tends to be, yeah, until I feel like in a, in enough for want of a better word. But and that can be anything from mm. a paragraph to sometimes it's a yeah, page was, or two. Um,
1: yeah, I was just about to say, generally mine fall around the paragraph mark. Like it's just a much, just enough to note what I did the day before and how I'm feeling generally.
2: Yeah,
1: it's generally like a documentation of like, what has happened in the last 24 hours, anything significant or anything I want to remember. Yep. Um, and then checking in with myself, how do you feel, where do you think you're at, like, whatever, that's what I tend to be my baselines. Yep. Um. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's fallen away, like, and I can't actually remember the, like, why or when it fell away, but I was in a really good routine. I was going, so... So then usually that's what I would do and then ideally I I'd get up, have a gut health drink, like my vital greens powder, lemon juice, like metabolism booster drink. Yep. Um and then walk down, get a coffee, go to the beach. Nice. That's my that's my ideal morning. Mm-hmm. Um and then go to CrossFit at 9:30 a.m. So yeah, any variation of of that really.
0: And is there any other rituals that you know you do throughout the day, anything in the evening or?
1: No, well, this is what we spoke about, didn't we? Do you remember this conversation? It was like, mm. yeah. And um, I was saying, you know, like. It's like my mornings are down pat and if I get my mornings right, it's great. But then the rest of the day sort of has zero structure, zero accountability and just sort of anything goes. And I find, I think, you know, it's important that that changes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sets you up, doesn't it? The, an evening routine sets you up to um, do those morning rituals. So, it's, yeah, it's very important. It's still one thing I struggle with. With myself
1: um, Oh I don't just struggle with it It's non-existent <laughs> it's Seriously non-existent <laughs> By that time of the day I'm so checked out I literally, it's all I can do not to just be on my bed Scrolling, mindlessly. honestly like,
0: Yeah right I See I still have a good Evening practice But um, I then will get in bed And recently I've just been watching Stuff like TV shows in bed which I just know is the worst, and it's one of my hardest mm. habits. For some reason, it's like, it seems to be harder to break than smoking, but I go through stages where I stop it, and I feel really good for weeks on end, and then all of a sudden, it just I just start doing it again, and I stay up late and yeah, just watch.
1: Well, something. it usually comes when you're feeling down, and you use it as a reward, I think, because that's what I do with food.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: I have, like, a really, really, really good run of eating really well and then something, I'll I'll be feeling super depleted, I'll be feeling super and all I'll want is comfort and I'll be like, what can I do? You know, like, you've earned it, you've had a massive week, you buggered, like, what can you do to, like, self-soothe? And it'll usually be, like, mindlessly scrolling and eating, like, a cheese pizza in bed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then it just throws it to shit. Like, But it's the... I just find it like for whatever reason it's the I I draw so much comfort from it. It's my go to if I'm like overtired, exhausted, depleted, like Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But the thing I also find difficult with e- evening rituals is generally if my morning rituals are down pat, it's because I'm on an afternoon shift. Yep. Um, which means that I don't get home until like ten o'clock at night. And um, the last thing I want to do is um, stay in routine because I feel like I've just been doing that for the last eight hours at work. And it's like I finally knocked off, like I finally got my time back to myself. The last thing I want to be doing is like, you know, work.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, yeah I've, it's
1: like I don't want to do another task I just want to fucking relax <laughs> like
0: <I> know, right? <laughs> even though what you, the, the evening rituals would actually put you in a better state to relax
1: a hundred percent do you know I have this fight with myself I'm like well you can't meditate because you're not going to have any Facebook time if you fall asleep during your med <laughs> That's literally an internal conversation I have. How fucking ridiculous is oh, that? I know.
0: Yeah, it's insanity, isn't it? Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh shit!
0: Yeah, I mean, so one thing I'm realizing is that it's okay to have those comfort activities, or um, you know, it's okay to want to reward yourself, but there just needs to be a time and a place. So what I'm realizing is rather than, um. Watching um, stuff when I'm in bed, like just finish work a bit earlier, have an hour of watching stuff or two hours if I want, and then go to bed. Like stop mm. working until but keep
1: it... them two separate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I do at the minute is I just just keep working. And this is the other thing you can do as a business owner is just never stop working. So I'll work until. Um, I don't know, like last night, it was after midnight that I finished work. Yeah. But then I then got in bed and I deserved to watch some TV. So it was like two o'clock in the morning before I even switched that off and meditated. And yes, I totally fell asleep in the middle of my meds. I do most nights um, because I've been watching stuff. Yeah, because you
1: leave them so late that it's like at ground zero when you're doing them as opposed to... Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing, because real, like, I do mine at, like, morning and night, but they say the best, the best times to meditate is as close to sunrise and sunset as you can. Yeah. So, like, you know, in whatever that looks like. So, dinner time, really.
2: Yeah. Before
1: you start your night time, you know, it should be meditate, have dinner, keep working, or. Yep have dinner, meditate, start your, you know, dinner part. Yep. But of course, again, working afternoon shifts, I'm like, I'm not using 20 minutes of my 30-minute tea break yep. to meditate. Yep. So I don't get home till 9.30 and then I want my downtime and then and it's the same as you. Obviously, you wait until you've worked, like you wait until you're ready for bed to meditate when really we should be used implementing it earlier in the day to get the benefits from it
0: yeah i yeah i was setting an alarm at one point for sunset and with the aim of meditating but i just never did like always end up ignoring Mm. it because there was always something going on like you know i I was going to eat dinner in um 25 minutes so there's no point doing a 20 minute med in case like dinner's ready early or um you know, it's really noisy, there's stuff going on, so I won't do it now. So I found it very yeah. easy to make excuses to not do it. But yeah, I'm well aware that I don't, when I meditate in bed, like, and I do fall asleep nine times out of ten, like, I'm not even getting the full benefit of that meditation
1: um, yeah, well it's just you know you're operating on a different one because it's like you know you're not seated you're not like definitely. essentially it should be an additional sleeping meditation if anything yeah. it's like you do you two seated meds and then anything else is added on as a bonus Yeah, like
0: yeah, I mean one thing I have I, noticed ideally
1: because that's I mean you know obviously practice is just what you implement but like as far as as far as the meditation that we practice, that, that is what's recommended to get like the absolute peak performance benefits from
0: it. Yeah. Right. And it, it does absolutely make sense. And that's what I'm going to, like that is my ideal practice. Um, the one thing I have noticed from that kind of, um, meditation at night rather than a sleep meditation is it really does clear the brain. So I have the most vivid crazy dreams and Mm. just like i every single night it is just like taking part in a random film like i do fucking love it and (laughs) i associate that with the meditation and having a clear mind
1: um wow isn't that interesting
0: yeah so i mean i do love that aspect of it but yeah i it will be a thing that i move forward and i do a proper seated meditation because the, the morning one is always seated and i do really feel the benefit from that.
1: Yeah. And I think it's really important because this is the battle that I've gone through after after having meditated as a regular practice for the last couple of years now, like it's getting there. Yep. Um, I have found that the more pressure I put on myself to perform meditation in a p- specific way, the more resentful of meditation I get. Yes. Like – and then the more I pull back and relax and just go, just do what you're going to do, and the more I can start enjoying meditations again, the more inclined I am to implement the proper practices or, like, improve. But I found at one stage I was going through a stage there where I was just – I had become so resentful I fucking hated it. Like, the, like the closer it would get to having to meditate – the more frustrated I got, the more antsy I got, the more agitated I got. I was like the resistance was at full throttle and I was just like I got to the point where it was so bad I just wouldn't do it. Like it was this absolute battle with myself. Yeah. And that was really interesting for me to watch, like the level of, yeah, just like how it would go. Even having seen how... Significantly, my life had transformed since starting to meditate. It's, it still became this practice that I just, do you remember that? I was 100%. like, oh.
0: Yeah. And I kept telling you God. to do it. You just need to sit down and start doing it again. You're like,
1: I don't want to. <laughs>
0: I've
1: just, it, and obviously that's part of the process as well, you know. Yeah like the whole purpose of meditating is to generate emotions that that we've suppressed and you know that was like a rage filled period for me like i can feel it my body even talking about it you know yeah
0: right
1: like i can actually feel that that tension that tension building up even talking about it crazy mm-hmm. um yeah and i think You know, like it's very important to recognize what where you will get the ideal benefits from, and that is twice a day, 20 minutes a day, as close to sunrise and sunset. Like with the with the method that we practice,
2: yeah,
1: 100%. Like definitely be aware of that, definitely know that. Um, but also the other aspect of our practice is without force. You know. Yes. Like. Have that experience Absolutely. without force, accept self-acceptance. It's all about promoting self-acceptance and self-awareness. Like, so you just can't put pressure on yourself. You know, you know what, what the outcome is going to be. You have to, you have to create that space to generate a practice and, and doing it with force and with self-loathing and self-criticism was, it was horrific.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I am, um... Yeah, I'd agree. Like, when you smash yourself for not doing it, it just kind of makes the problem oh. worse. <laughs> yeah.
2: And
1: it's totally contraindicative to why we developed the practice in the first place. Absolutely. Like, but it doesn't stop it from happening. No. You know, but that's just, that's the whole purpose, isn't it? It's to bring awareness to those times in our life where we thrash ourselves. It's it's bringing awareness to our inner talk, our 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 inner beings and how we respond to our own failures and successes and mm. our decisions, you know?
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think that for, for me that mm. process has been, um, you know, I love how me and you often talk about data collection, like when you fall off the wagon mm. and, you know, like when I <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: went away for the weekend for someone's birthday and just got fucking annihilated drunk and felt horrific for a few days like it would have been very easy to smash myself for falling off the wagon but instead it was data collection to remind myself of why i enjoy not drinking because i function so much better um
1: Absolutely, and although we're like having a joke and making a mockery of it like it's a piss take, it's really, it's true at the core of it, you know, it is data collection and there's, and like how many epic and amazing conversations and insights have we been able to develop by classifying it as data collection instead of failure?
0: Exactly that, yeah. Yeah, so that's how I, rather than smash myself these days, that's how I, Define it. It's like, okay, I've been collecting data for the last few days. It is not working for me. So now I need to do like, and even if it means not jumping straight back into all of the rituals, it's like, let's start with one. So whether it's sometimes for me, it's just doing 10 minutes of meditation, you know, like don't try and do the full 20, just let's do a shorter one. And it doesn't matter that it's two o'clock in the afternoon and not first thing in the morning. Let's just do 10 minutes of meditation because you're going to feel better. And that's the other thing is like having not forced yourself, but having done enough of it where you know, like you actually know that it helps It does make it easier to like make yourself do it when you've fallen off the wagon. It's like, look, I know that this benefits me. So I just need to, let's start with 10 minutes and that's a win. And then tomorrow we'll try again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you know, I
3: think, it's it's
1: recognizing i mean, I think all of these practices diet exercise, meditation they're all things that um you know they're all closely linked in with our self worth and our sense of self and what we think we deserve, you know like and I think generally when we fall off the wagon, it's because we aren't feeling great about ourselves and we aren't feeling great about where we're at or or who we are, and, you know, I think it's important to recognize that that's the time that we need to have our backs the most. Like, we need to talk ourselves through it. We really need to parent ourselves. So it's like choosing your battles, isn't it? It's like you know that this is important for your inner child. You know that it's important for, for you to nurture that person. But, you know, if they're hurting, you also need to nurture that as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's <clears throat> and one thing I'm realising as well is that, yeah, you're right, like choosing your battles. So choose what is the one bad habit or habit that isn't serving you that you're going to try and work at at the minute. And being aware of the other ones is fine, um, but it's also to let them be for a while. Like, so for me, it's that's self-sabotage of watching stuff at night. Like, that's the one I need to combat at the minute. So anything else that I'm doing um that isn't serving me, like, I'm aware of them, but I can let them go for now because the one I need to focus mm. on and the one I need to tackle first is that habit of staying up late and just watching stuff just for the sake of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so, yeah, that's one thing I've, like... That's helping me. It's that incremental sort of um, advances, isn't it? Like it's better to do things slowly than try and do everything at once and not actually achieve anything. So,
1: well, I mean, this is it, though, isn't it? Like, and, and you said it. That's exactly right. But then to achieve nothing at all, because, like, who ever got anywhere being treated like an asshole, you know, <laughs> or being or being talked shit to, yeah. or or being made to feel like they weren't good enough, and like that's not how you get anywhere. And we need to start recognizing ourselves that within ourselves.
2: Yeah, 100%. You
1: know, if you are going to talk shit to yourself, if you're going to make yourself feel not good enough, and you're going to allow yourself to f- to believe that you're a piece of shit that can't do something, then you're not going to yeah. like.
0: You're just not. Yeah, one good technique I read about recently was someone um, saying, like, imagine if that stuff you were saying in in your head, imagine saying that to your five-year-old self. Like, would you
1: ever?
0: Mm, 100%. Um, <clears throat> and, or a
1: five year old child or like, yeah, yeah that was it. And
0: then that was the development of it is like this guy was saying, and then I had my son and I was like, so instead of saying it to my five year old self, I imagine saying it to my five year old son. And I'd be like, and I would never, ever say any of that stuff to mm. him. So like, why is it okay to say it to yourself? I was like, okay, absolutely. that's a good framework.
1: But the, the beautiful part of it is that. When you stop speaking to yourself with that negative connotations and that negative self-talk and those limiting beliefs, when you start nurturing yourself and when you genuinely start a dialect with yourself and start having nurturing, beautiful, encouraging conversations with yourself... There's, like, this absolute domino effect into how you perceive Mm. other people and how you engage and interact with them as well, which is just amazing. Like, it's it's amazing to watch, like, your tolerance, your acceptance, your your ability to um, understand your level of empathy all benefits from the dialect and the conversations that you start having with yourself that you can have at any time, you know?
0: Yep. 100%. That's one thing I've noticed this year in particular. Like I've always, I've had, I've always had patience in certain respects, um, but now because of exactly what you said, um, changing the way I think internally and the way I talk to myself has allowed me to be a lot more tolerant and then apply that to patients, so if there's someone yeah. in front of me that's speaking what I would deem utter nonsense instead of jumping down their throat, I'm now able to tolerate and be patient and yes to and have empathy where empathy is due um, which you know is actually all the time um, have empathy and apply that to patients, so it does become a self serving
1: yeah thing. i totally agree with that and like having seen it myself because i i always sort of considered myself a fairly empathetic and understanding person but um to see the correlation with with how i speak to myself and compared to the understanding i have for other people now is just unbelievable things that would have annoyed me about people or that i would have felt they should have been able to harness or be in more control of or whatever like you know it's all fallen by the wayside for me like I find myself sitting there like there's not a lot that I can't tolerate in people anymore because I can just sort of sit back as a witness now yep. that I've learnt how to sit back and be a witness to my own thoughts yep. my ability to do that with other people and just perceive them in the same way that they're just a moving object of thoughts, they're just a moving, you know, just like my mind, and just because they might not necessarily be able to identify that all they're having are thoughts, they haven't haven't yet identified how to be the witness, like, I've found it a lot easier to sit back and just say, you know, that's not part of their journey yet, it might never be, Mm -hmm. or it might be, they might get the same opportunities that I have, and The other thing that's taught me to be tolerant is the polarity of my life, you know, like the huge dramatic astronomical changes that I've made in the last 12 months have allowed me to realize that it's possible for anybody to make massive changes and that just because they're one thing now doesn't mean that they won't be in 12 months or just because I think one thing now doesn't mean that I won't believe the same thing as them in 12 months. Yep. I I can't know that anymore yep. after experiencing the, the huge changes mm. that I've had.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I do... There's definitely people that I don't think I'll agree or think the same things as them in 12 months, but I really like the point of the fact that they might not be the same in 12 months. They have the ability to open their minds as well really quickly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm, Absolutely, that's it. That's it. And, you know, like, even if they don't, like, just because your version of reality plays out in a certain way doesn't mean that the way that their experiences have allowed their reality to form isn't just as valid in this universal, do you know what I mean? Like... We live in a universe where every single possibility is, every single thing is possible. Nothing is impossible, you know. Like we live in this pliable, energetic framework that that allows so many different things to manifest. We have to be tolerant of other people's ability to manifest and what what they've manifested, manifested, and have the faith that. It has to happen for a reason. The polarity has to exist in our world, mm. you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd agree. And, yeah, I'm a big believer in that. Without one thing, without the sadness, you don't get the happiness, So I suppose.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, we need to put that in that world where, you know, without, without grief or without loss or without anger, you know, you don't have their counterparts either. Yeah. So I think it's important that we, you know, just have gratitude for everybody's ability to manifest what needs to happen, for us to learn, to have learnt the lessons that we have about love, about acceptance, about understanding, about empathy. You know, we wouldn't have achieved those without, without those influences in our life. Yep.
0: Mm. Mm. Wow Yeah, that's a good one I like that Um, Can I talk you through my rituals? Yeah, absolutely It's going to sound like a lot um, But it's really not And I've It's taken me um, a while for them to become solid But I really feel like they are And particularly that thing we were saying about it doesn't matter now what time I get up, like I will still run through them because I realize um, how vital yeah. they are. So I try and wake up at 8.30 every day, but it depends yeah. on how late I stayed up watching stuff. So I will then check in with how I feel um, on a scale of depleted, meh, fine, good or energized. So just a single word yeah. of where I'm at why i feel like that in one sentence um so um, let's so today's was oh, i woke up feeling good and it's because i had excellent dreams which i lolled at um and then what's one thing that i can do to feel better today so speak to sim and drink lots of water um then Write down Aww. what is <laughs> what is the most important task for that day. So you write that, and then what time I'm going to finish work. And this is the I keep ignoring that, but it's nine p.m. I'll finish work at nine p.m. So that's like the very first thing I do is just jot those down in my journal. So that takes Interesting. a few seconds. Can
1: you send me those?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's um, that's oh, Mel God. Robbins' morning routine. Um oh, yeah. I will then. Um, stream of consciousness so I write as much as i need to just of like it's not journaling it's just whatever comes to my head so um I, that's one that i do on and off um the last week i've done it really good but then before that i've had a few weeks where i didn't do it um i then just repeat um mantras or affirmations to myself so they're ones that i've written in my journal and repeat to myself. Mm -hmm. um and then visualization so i have my vision board in my stuck in my journal and i visualize for a few minutes um yeah and then i meditate for 20 minutes so basically i do all of that before um well before i get out of bed really like i Mm, sit sit up and do all of that in bed so i'm comfortable like it feels. I really like how it feels like I'm easing into the day because I'm not not having to like jump out of bed and get on with stuff. Like, yeah. I'm checking in, but I'm doing. That's it.
1: what I've always done. I think the reason that I meditate that I meditate first, personally, yep. is because I still feel like I can facilitate that sleepy state. Like, whereas. Oh,
0: that's interesting. Yeah. Like
1: I. So, because I find it so difficult to get up in the morning anyway, like I never want to get up. Yeah. So, I do, what I do, I start with the thing of the least resistance, which to me is meditating because all I have to do is sit there, yeah? Yeah. So, whereas I think I would find it more difficult to get started if I... See, and because it, it's gradual, yeah. So I sit up, I start meditating. I'm still very much asleep, and by the time I've finished meditating, I'm very much awake. All of those wakefulness hormones have kicked in because I'm seated, etc. And then I feel a lot more prepped to start writing down.
0: Yeah, right. That's super interesting. I never thought of it that way. See, I do it the other way because I sometimes struggle to. Have, then you feel. To, I struggle to have deep meditations. But I find by doing, writing stuff out and the stream of consciousness really helps empty my brain of thoughts, you know, like.
1: Yeah, see, that's what I mean. That's why, that's exactly why I said that's really interesting Mm. because I totally saw that. As soon as you said that, I was like, it's really interesting because you generate a lot of these like, you know, pure thoughtfulness, like thoughtful stuff and then basically meditate on it straight off the bat, whereas, Yep. whereas I do it the opposite. I meditate and then you know start with whatever comes out. Mm. It's very interesting, isn't it?
0: It is. I wonder, I might do some experimenting and try your method and see which.
1: Yeah, same.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So then. Yeah. And I also, I forgot to mention that I do, I write down one gratitude um, before I meditate every day. So that's in my journal. And then the night before I will have written down my tasks for that day. So I'm very clear, you know, I don't have to think of what Mm. I need to do that day. Like I already know what I need to do that day. Um, That's
1: good. That's a routine I really need mm. to get into so that I can start planning like Around my shifts. Yeah. I mean, that's the missing component, isn't it? Like the, the the reason that I, that I'm non-functional on certain shifts is because of the lack of planning and the lack of organization.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's one of my number one things. So it, actually a part of my evening routine is I have to plan the next day. Um, because otherwise mm. I find it far too easy to just wake up, like try and figure out what I'm doing that day, but essentially do nothing because I'll just, potter around doing different things where if i've actually thought about it the night before and prioritized you know you're just checking off a list then it's there's zero thinking involved just like do that do that do that and then feel the accomplishment of actually doing what was important um so yeah that's huge for me um so then at some point in the day i will exercise and as i mentioned that's generally taken the form of walking because it's easy and i can listen to stuff while i do it podcasts and stuff um and then in the evening i will journal what i did that day so just bullet points on what i did that day i will um write a, one or two things that i'm grateful for and one win that i had that day so regardless of how small it was um i'll write that out um and then I will plan the next day, um, and then meditate would be the last thing that I do. So I do yeah, have, right. like, I do have an evening routine. It's just... Um,
1: so the evening routine is one one win, one gratitude practice. Yep. Planning your day and meditating. Yep. Is that
3: right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, interesting. That's great.
2: mm Yeah, and it is
3: I
1: think that's definitely something that's missing is like for some reason I haven't put any value into into an evening routine. Yeah. Until we started talking about it a couple of weeks ago and it's like why don't we? You know, like why why is this part of the day just so in like discarded? Like why?
0: Yeah, I mean don't get me wrong, like there are times where I resent it because you know it's got late I am tired I just want to go to bed but I'm like oh, absolutely I'm totally disappointed if I don't do my ritual so like 99 times out of 100 I do them regardless of yeah. how I feel um so but
1: I think the days that you don't do it are the days that you don't feel like you've been productive you know like on a day that you feel like you've had a lot of wins yeah, you're more inclined yeah. to do them, I think, because you're just carrying through the, yep. you know, finish line. Like, but when you've had it, like, you know, those days where you've had a good morning routine and then it just tapers off straight away. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, it's me done. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the that's the trap of you know putting all of your all of your eggs into the morning basket, so to speak. Like. Yeah. It's like you're gonna. If you think that the morning is the only time of the day that anything can be achieved, and that it looks good and pretty, and and
3: um, that, yeah, how like of course
1: the rest of the day is going to be more likely to taper off and yeah. lead to
3: unproductiveness. Yeah,
0: I think oh, for me, it's um. So now that I've got. The tasks that or, you know, the rituals that I like to do in the evening, it is now for me, um, about setting so sticking to that 9 pm to finish work. Like, if I stick to yeah. that and then do my evening rituals, then they become as enjoyable as the morning ones. It's only because, yeah, like the timing of when I do that stuff is still very in flux at the minute. So, sketchy, yeah, yeah. sketchy, great word for it, yeah, um that sometimes it feels like a chore um but I'm still very aware yeah. of the benefits so they do get done so I suppose that's the next thing that choosing a time to finish work that would also allow me to watch whatever TV show I'm watching at that time would then solve the sleep issue as well so like that's very much what I'm going to be working on and um hope well in yeah. the next in the next what the fuck are we doing um, I will be able to. Mm. I'll be able to report on how I went in March. On
1: Beautiful, March. I love that, and I think that's a good place to wrap it up as it's clicking over to eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, my time.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Speaking of staying up late. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, the irony. All right. So very quickly then, um, we are going to run round the wheel of harmony, um, and on a scale of one to ten tell me how you did and remember you're not allowed to choose seven because seven is a way of not making a decision (laughs) so um in korea scale of one to ten how did you do um let's do Um, let's do are we doing this month or this year
3: january and february
1: this year i suppose um I'm i I'm pretty neutral with work, I think. There's like so I'm gonna go five.
0: Okay. Finance. <laughs> Hilarious. finance.
1: Uh ten.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say you've got to blow the scale on that one, haven't you? Fifteen. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Personal growth.
1: Um I don't know if I want to go six or eight, to be honest.
3: Mm, That's what seven, not allowing
0: seven, it forces you to make a choice.
1: That's really interesting, isn't it? That's a good one, isn't it? Um, Six.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I would have thought with your solo travel it would have been an eight.
3: Yeah, look, I feel like... um. i don't
1: I don't know like I feel like I'm not you know like there's oh sorry, I've lost my ability, my words i don't I don't really know like I don't feel like I'm formally educating myself in any particular area, do you know what I mean Got like so I feel like that's why I've gone down the lower mark. Like there's definitely things in personal development that I've achieved hugely yep. like that have definitely kicked me over the halfway mark. But then I don't feel like I'm, you know, like really dedicating my time to advancing in any one particular area.
0: Okay. Um, health? Health?
3: Um four.
0: Interesting. Because the amount of cheese.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's like weight gain not instilling a practice like a committed exercise practice or routine. Um, doing less yoga. I've I've definitely been less active as a baseline because of I got the car.
2: Yeah, right. Yep.
1: Um, I've been easing out of convenience hugely. There's been complete disregard for diet. So, yeah, I, I don't really feel like I'm faring that well in any
0: right.
3: um, health. Next one is family. Um, pretty good, really. I reckon
1: eight.
0: Cool. Relationships, So I think this means, I mean, relationships would be friendships Zero as
1: well. Zero minus ten. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, <laughs> so there is that. Like, I, I kind of struggled with this one this month. Because, like, is it love relationships or is it friendships? Because I think it's meant to kind of cover both. But then there is also yeah. social life.
1: Look, I mean, overall, like, I think even my just – just personal development as far as the way I perceive relationships has come a long way as far as my role in them, Yep. like an eight or a nine, I reckon. Okay, nice. For what I've learned and my ability to interact and contribute to relationships, I think is up there.
0: Nice. Social life.
3: Oh, like... Well, I think I probably score
1: lower on the mark just because I've been seeking solitude more often than not yeah, right. <laughs> in recent life. So,
2: yeah.
1: I mean, social life would have always scored high, but, like, by choice I'm giving myself a lower score, mm, so
0: maybe a
2: four. Okay.
1: Mm. Um,
0: attitude, this is the last one for you.
1: Attitude, it's interesting because I've, like, it's polarity, isn't it? So at times one, at times ten.
0: Right. Interesting.
1: I think I've battled with both ends of the spectrum as far as attitude goes.
0: Yeah, right. Hmm. Okay. What about you? Um, all right. So, yeah, I'll run through quickly. But also because I track everything so heavily... I'm going to um, just quickly run through these stats. So I exercised 22 out of 28 days in February. I meditated 44 times out of 56. So twice a day. Well done.
1: Um,
0: I did gratitude practice 52 times out of 56. um, Mm -hmm. And I visualized 27 days out of 28 so well done. Pretty good. Um, so my stats are, um, for career 10 out of 10 because of the, um, coaching, coaching and, um, the, the one client that I have worked with this year is like le- leagues above any previous projects. Mm. Um, finance was eight out of 10 because yep. both of the aforementioned mentioned personal growth, um, nine out of 10 for well you know, done. The, amount yep. of the various coaching. mel
1: robbins plus coaching plus yep
0: yep exactly that health um is eight out of ten because of the amount of exercise i've done although it probably should be lower because the food intake hasn't been great uh family six out of ten um because i could have done mm-hmm. more like i've been on a couple of day trips with my parents which is good but then i come from a big family and i haven't really engaged much with the wider family so that's something I can improve relationships I put five but I mean actual love relationships it would be a zero but friendships (laughs) would because I made effort to see friends even if it didn't happen I reached Ah. out and then but then there was other friends that I did go and spend time with so I suppose relationship should actually be 0 cuz i made zero effort and that's by choice social life would be a 5 um and so attitude i've gone for a 9 cuz i've been pretty fucking good
1: yeah well done
0: keeping keeping things positive and keeping going um and yeah i didn't score a perfect 10 there because of the days that i did give in to overwhelm naps and just allow myself to check out
1: yeah Beautiful, so not bad, not bad,
0: not bad at
2: all,
1: really, mm,
0: yeah, like I, i'm
1: in- when you think about February from last year,
0: right, <laughs> that's it, like I'm quite enjoying twenty nineteen so far,
1: yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, definitely. Me too.
0: And I suppose, you know, when we come to the year in review, that's when we can compare 28 8, 2019 to 2018. So maybe that's when we'll go into oh, deep. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a long episode.
1: Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Mm. Amazing.
0: Yeah, lots of editing Amazing. in that one. Amazing. Um, all right. <laughs> well, That is a good place to wrap it up. That is You know, what the fuck are we doing? That's how we're doing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. That's a wrap.
0: That is a wrap, folks. Thank you for listening. That's all from me and Simba and reviewing our month for this episode. This will be a regular series. So be sure to check back to see how we progress on all of the things that we discussed. All right. Well, there's plenty more people coming in What the Fuck Are You Doing? So look out for future episodes. Be sure to rate and subscribe. And remember, I love you and believe in you.